0: Welcome to another character study. Today, we're going to look at Kaz Brecker, the main attraction of the Six of Crows duology by Leigh Bardugo. In order to truly study this character, I won't have the time to outline every plot detail, as well as there will be spoilers for the book throughout this piece. So I'm going to work off the assumption that you're already at least somewhat familiar with this work. Let's get right into it. Kaz Brecker, nicknamed Dirty Hands and leader of the Dregs, one of the many gangs that populate Ketterdam. Never something for nothing is his motto. He's cutthroat, course and only wants to die atop a pile of his own gold. Those are his own words right? But that's not true, is it? Kaz Brecker is a complicated man. Or should I say boy. Because despite the way this book portrays most of its cast as seemingly far older and wiser than they are, most of them aren't even adults. Kaz is 17, though you'd think him a gang leader of at least 35 with the way that he's spoken about. He's got a reputation, and the first time that we see him on the page, it's through someone else's eyes. In Nez's eyes. We get to witness the unpredictability. The way he holds the ace up his sleeve so close that you can never really know what he's planning. He plays dirty and fast. Anything to stay alive. Anything to cut a profit. Those sentiments are reinforced relentlessly throughout the first book through the eyes of the other viewpoint characters. In fact, that's the first of many strengths that Lee Bardugo has to offer. What makes the characters that populate Six of Crows so interesting isn't actually their backstories or their arcs. Those are well and good in their own right. But what makes it all work so well, so quickly, is the way that Bardugo utilizes many different viewpoints to shed different lights on our characters. The way that others see Kaz isn't always the way that he sees himself. The way that we witness that, both by seeing through the eyes of other characters as well as Kaz's own, is what makes it all so riveting. It creates a sense that there's always something beneath the surface. And once that precedent is set, it doesn't go away. Six of Crows is the first in a duology, and much of it follows your typical heist format, relying on fast-paced twists, turns, and betrayals to spur the reader onward. The earlier portions of the book focus on building out the legends of its main characters, and the latter half focuses on breaking them. But Bardugo does this with tact, so that you never really feel like you've been fed something fake. Often, as a reader, you view Kaz the same way that many of his friends do. He's dirty, dark, slick, and cool. He's always got a way out. It seems like there truly is nothing he has not accounted for. But book one plays with your emotions in that sense, in the way that Bardugo plants a seed in your mind, asking the question, how many lives does this guy have? Surely someone's got to corner him eventually, right? But Kaz's main arc of book one is his realization and unwillingness to confront his attraction to his wraith, Inej. To put it plainly, he's in love with her. This is a YA book. But to say that it's complicated would be an understatement. You see, as the book goes on, we learn that Kaz was tainted from a young age. When him and his brother came to Ketterdam as children, looking for success, but they were promptly swindled by Pekka Rollins, leader of a rival gang called the Dime Lions. Their losses quickly caused them to fall into incredibly bad luck and poverty. Living on the streets, they quickly catch a plague that's been going around Ketterdam. They're both presumed to be dead and brought on the Reaper's Barge out to sea to be disposed of. Jordy. Actually did succumb to the plague. But Kaz is actually still alive. Just barely. He crawled from the stinking bodies. And threw himself into the sea. And swam all the way back to Ketterdam. There he began a new and sad life of thievery. Swearing to make Pekka Rollins pay for what he had done. Now fast forward to the present. Kaz has a lot of hard choices. His experience on the Reaper's Barge left him traumatized. He literally cannot stand the touch of another human anymore which complicates things if he ever wants to be with Inej. You see, we're given little tidbits of hope that Kaz still has some humanity left in him throughout the first novel. But he likes to play that little fact pretty close to the chest. Even if it's true that he does have a heart, he doesn't want anyone else to know. However, in the climax of Book 1, it's our main antagonist, Jan Van Eck, who manages to decipher his only weakness, and he uses it against him. He notices the way that Kaz reacts when Inej is threatened and kidnaps her. You might would think that these events leading into Book 2 would spell some sort of character development for Kaz, opening his heart and showing his true care for Inej. But Bardugo actually carries the same line through Kaz as she did in Book 1. Kaz spends the first half of the book trying to get Inej back from Jan Van Eck, but he doesn't exactly do so with an open or bleeding heart. He constantly masks his compassion for Inez with excuses, claiming that he needs her skills for the job, or he's just trying to beat Jan Van Eck. But inside his POV chapters, we see that that's clearly not the case. Much of Kaz's character development throughout the duology is actually pretty stagnant. He walks to the precipice of change, but the true tragedy of his character is his inability to jump. He constantly dares to challenge fate and executes operations against all odds. But when it comes to his emotional state and development and his care for Inej, he has the coldest feet you've ever seen. It can be a bit disappointing at times, because as the reader, you actually want to see forward motion. You want to see him open up, let himself be with Inej, let himself be happy. But his fear of human touch and vendetta against Pekka Rollins wins out, sadly, every time. Inej wants him to make the choice, to choose her to walk away from the path that he's on. But Kaz never really accepts that this is even an option for him. The duology concludes with surprisingly open ends, never really giving us the catharsis that we deserve. Kaz does get a form of revenge on Pekka Rollins. Jan Van Eck is in fact foiled, and the good guys win. But while the rest of the cast seems to be ready to move on and live happily ever after, Kaz remains on the streets of Ketterdam, following the only path he's ever known. The dynamic between him and Inej does grow, but it never really feels like it hits the crescendo that we've been waiting for. The two lovers do come close. They even touch. And it almost seems like Kaz is going to choose to release. Like he's going to overcome his fears and commit to her. But he doesn't, and Inej has to wonder if he's even capable of it. The truth is that they are both so scarred, so traumatized by life in Ketterdam on the streets... Bardugo has to question if that happy ending that we've been cheering for is even possible. It was possible for everyone in the cast except for Kaz. The book ends with Kaz bringing Inej's long-lost parents home for a reunion, and it's a touching scene. We see the good in Kaz. Inej is thankful. He's done something that she can never repay him for. But it's not the sweet release that we've been waiting for, because Bardugo never does give us that. It almost hurts. You almost resent the author for it, for leaving things a bit too open-ended. But it seems like Bardugo is more in the business of asking questions than giving answers. And that's okay. The Six of Crows duology is at its best when exploring the minds of its two most interesting characters, Kaz and Inej. And throughout each book, we get an ample serving of both. It would have been easy for Bardugo to fade to black with these two characters in each other's arms, lip to lip. But that's the thing. It just would have been too easy. To allow Kaz the happiness he deserves would have been contrary to everything the book is built on. It would frankly feel unrealistic. And so we're left to wonder. Was there a way forward for Kaz? A path to healing? And if so, was he strong enough to walk it? Anyway... That's it for this one, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this character study. And if you like this format of video, please let me know in the comments below and with a like on the video. That way I can know to do more of them in the future. Otherwise, hit the subscribe button and I will see you guys in the next video.